you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, Mad Chat. It's the weekly kickback where we get some people in here and we chat about wrestling because that's what we do here on the channel. And this week we've got some very, very, very special guests, infuriatingly special guests because they whooped our asses. And I mean whooped our asses. Well, even close. At our own WrestleMania predictions this year, uh, uh, the cast and crew from Busted Wide Open, the wrestling podcast. Ian and Nick, how you doing, guys? Good, hey, doing Thanks for having I guys. don't care. Thank you, gentlemen. Fuck off. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm don't deleting be all of your asses. You got all the belts. Ooh, don't be upset. You got all the belts. Stay away from my belts. He's, He's got the belts. belts. He's got the belts to prove. We're coming for the belts next well, time. Listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull Onibushi on you. I'm going to win them all, and I'm going to unify them into one. And then you're going to lose him to Will Osprey. Then I'm going to lose him to Will Osprey next week. And it's just going to be miserable. Put on my light there. There we go. What's up, guys? Thank you How's for having us on our show. We very much appreciate it. I'm Sir Ian Dangerous. That is Nick Howell. Uh, we really appreciate you guys having us on. It's awesome to be here. Well, it's, thanks it, for coming. It's been definitely. too long because it like has. we've we've known you, Ian, for like way too long. We're all very old. Mm-hmm. And very uh, and you know, it was pretty cool uh, when you guys started up your show. And this is a long time coming. You guys have been doing it yours for a little while now, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I regret not doing this sooner. Um, where can the people find you? Mr. Nick. Uh, yeah, our one one stop shop. We've got a link tree, so linktree.com slash bwo. That'll just take you to all of our stuff, so you can like, share, subscribe, follow, do all those things that we do uh, in 2021 do, with the social medias. You guys are live usually on Twitch after most shows. Is that correct? 
Uh, so we have a set schedule. We're on Tuesday evenings, uh, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern. And then we go on immediately after SmackDown. So usually about 7.30 Pacific, uh, 10.30 Eastern. On Fridays, uh, yeah. So you're but not- you can find us on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. We're multi-streaming now across all platforms because oh, cool. people like different stuff. That's, yeah. how they, that's, how, that's how you do it. And we yep. do do recap episodes live after every pay-per-view, every major WWE right. pay-per-view after like the, the, AW, the AW Big Four. So we, we, we try to do some live stuff after those, but then we have the, the set weekly schedule. And we have a mailbag episode after our Tuesday show. So Tuesday runs for a long time. So that's yeah. a nice, long, long, fun one to catch up on. What, what would it take for you guys to, to do uh, Raw reviews live after the shit show that is Raw? Uh, live after Raw... I would have to be careful with your answer because Steve might be Steve might be looking for his Monday night replacement here. So uh, yeah. I can usually I can usually yeah. be found uh, regurgitating my dinner in the toilet uh, around uh, <laughs> 8 p.m. <laughs> Eastern or 8 p.m. Pacific uh, I mean, if, after if finish, can... finish watching that. But no, it, it's it's one of those things we've always kind of aspired to do that. The stars have not aligned for. Don't very do it. Reasons. No, don't do it. Don't don't. Uh, the stars are not aligning for a reason. Don't, They're trying don't to save commit you the to that shit. To do it. Don't commit to that shit. It's a terrible, terrible idea. Um, you regurgitating in the toilet. I mean, that actually, you know, it you sounds could, a lot. It's a lot more fun than watching three hours of whatever Raw has been the last in recent recent you weeks. You could re- you could replace me doing that on in our, on our show. It'd probably be more entertaining. <laughs> right. It's still uh, better. We do. I mean, Tuesday is our recap episode for Raw, and twenty four hours later, it's still rough. Yeah, trying to get through yeah. it sometimes. Doesn't so, get any better. Yeah, no. no. Uh, somebody, somebody really needs to take advantage and like just review the available clips on YouTube of Raw because that's really how you should be consuming it these days. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Pretty much. That's an idea. Maybe we'll do that like some the, week, Steve. Like know, the five-minute really little little com- compressed segments that sometimes WWE it's puts like up there. three. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. great. Yeah. It's no, like it's all true. the essential stuff. I've, I've told Ian multiple times. I really just want to have a show that focuses on the video packages. Oh, yeah, I, I want to do a recap show with the video packages because that's where the meat is. That's yeah. where the real show is. Yeah. All yeah. The, yeah. You're recapping the recaps at that point. Yeah. That's good. Yes. I like and that. And if the recaps are inside the recaps, then you're recapping the recaps of the recaps. In a way, they become like ideas. reaction videos that could go viral on YouTube, right? <laughs> right exactly. Ooh, Wrestling yeah. fan watches WWE recap. <gasps> <gasps> recap reactions? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. That's got a ring to it. Yeah. That's, there you mm. go. There's an idea for you. You just go ahead and take that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're too old to change now. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is Matt chat. Uh, we got a bunch of questions here. The first one though, is going to be a text question. I think the rest of them are all video questions. Correct. All right. So first up from Luisa Reza, by the way, we get these questions from our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson at the $20, uh, tier. You can send in a video question or a text question. I'm looking around for the friendo care package. I have to go pick up those comics from the store, but we got a going in rock comic that you can get as well at that $20 tier. Somewhere I there. don't have any more. I got. I'm getting the new shipment in and like it's there. I just gotta go pick it up. Oh. Anyways, that's how you do it. Luis raises first. He's got two hypotheticals. Number one, if Vince hypothetically kicks the bucket, that means dies or gives up control. He ain't gonna die for like 30 years. I no, and then when he no. does, he's gonna come back from the dead as zombie Vince, who's right. gonna still be there running the the thing. So that's why right. he's holding on to Undertaker because so that he can resurrect him. Uh, yeah, I know you don't hoard those powers of darkness. Give some to, <laughs> give some to old Vince. Give some to old Vince. Come on. Anyways, <laughs> when Vince is gone, what changes do you see Triple H implementing? And what wrestlers do you see coming back? And then there is a second hypothetical. Same question. But what if instead of Triple H, 
Shane McMahon takes over. So, Nick, we're going to go with you first, and then, Ian. Nick, what do you say when Vince leaves? Uh, what changes do you see Triple H implementing and then versus Shane implementing? I think this operates on the assumption that Triple H does actually take over, or Shane, right? I don't think yeah. that's going to be the case. Here's the hot take. I don't think either one of them are going to take over. I think you might have somebody else like a Pritchard or somebody like uh, in production, maybe a Kevin Dunn, something like that, wearing the headset backstage and calling things to the commentary. But I'm not convinced that the board would vote to supplant Vince McMahon with either Triple H or Shane McMahon. Now, it, it's going to depend on a lot of subjective factors like what's in his will, who gets his share of WWE, and that's going to have it because he's still got like 75, 80% control of the board. But I, there's going to be a, we talked about this recently on, uh, I think it was on our mailbag episode. The, I don't assume that it's going to be Triple H or Shane, guys, because that's not how corporations work. There's going to be somebody installed that it might be Nick Khan for all we know. Mm. So there, somebody's going to be at the top. I think of the question, the meat of this question is who's going to be in the headset in Gorilla? calling calling back down but, to commentary and calling matches. But I think what he's asking here is if, okay, let's say in sure. a world when it is where it is Triple H, do you see Triple H bringing people back that Vince might have let go or that corporate might have let go and no one really knew that they were gone until they were gone? And if so, who's Triple H bringing back in? Who's Triple H sitting there going, damn, I, got, I let that one get away? Uh, I'm not sure if it's uh, if it would bring anybody in. I think we would see a sort of a rearchitecture of how superstars interact between NXT, Raw, and SmackDown. I think we would see some definite, and even 205 Live in there. I think you might even see a folding of 205 Live into the cruiserweight division of NXT, or all of them combined. So I I like that they've done some separation since NXT went live to make that seemingly separate from the performance center. And now we've even called it the Capitol wrestling center. So there's, there's kind of a line of, of delineation there between the two, but I, I see more cross pollination happening than what Vince has allowed, you know, in, in recent years, you know, once your main roster, your main roster, uh, it's very, unless you're Charlotte flair or Nia Jax, apparently you're not going back down to NXT for any reason. I think that's the huge mistake. I, I feel like the cross pollination of all of the brands, all three uh, would be a, Big big deal for for WWE as a whole. So that's the that's what I would say Triple H would do. do you and think Shane he'd give would NXT probably just power? get out of the way and let him do his thing. Do you think he'd give NXT more power? Like Triple H would be like, all right, uh, NXT uh, is now the number one brand. Uh, like, would that be his thing? Or <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't. I think he would play fair. I think he would. I think he would deal with a roster. And I I look at it like it's kind of operates now like Major League Baseball in a way. You've got the minor leagues, you've got the farm teams and all of that. And for a while there, before it went live, that's kind of how NXT was looked at. It was the minor leagues, right? It was where you went to cut your teeth and learn the WWE way before you ever went up to, you, you made your surprise entrance into the Royal Rumble, right? It was just that kind of thing. Now it feels like there's those superstars on NXT could be superstars on just about any promotion these days. So I, I think the big thing would be this, they all kind of become one back in the day. We used to have like different TV shows and different people, all the same people were on both shows. I see a, a kind of a folding in again, instead of this brand separation that we've developed over the last decade or so. Could be, could be Ian. What do you think? Um, I mean, I'm going to take the question at face value and say like, you know, who did triple H have an NXT, you know, looking at NXT as though that's how, let's, if he takes over the main roster, he's going to run it like NXT. Let's assume that. Who did he have in NXT that he pushed to the moon that he thought was a big deal that got away? 
and there he had a bunch of tag teams. I think the tag teams are the ones that suffered the most going to the main roster. And you'd have to wonder if he'd go try to recapture AOP, try to, you know, uh, Ascension is still out there working the indies. Like, would he go back and get some of these teams that, you know, he, he spent a lot of time and effort trying to make big deals and then they fizzled on the main roster. Um, I think one of the big releases recently, uh, not even a release, kind of a mutual agreement, one that, you know, he spent a lot of time working with and massaging and trying to figure out how to get him right. And then they put together a great package for him was Andrade. Mm. Andrade is a guy mm. who should have been a blue chipper in that company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and main roster completely dropped the ball yep. with him. And I think that's one, you know, if Triple H could get him back, he might want to go for him. Again, a lot of assumptions here just going off based off how Triple H ran NXT and who he put a lot of effort into and and who might have gotten away on the main roster. Does he go after Eric Young again? I don't know. I think Eric Young kind of found his place over in, in Impact. But uh, Andrade is kind of the big one I see him going after just right now based on what happened recently. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Shane... I don't know. I've got to think he brings back Steve Blackman just to get that win back. <laughs> just this so he time, can jump off the tower yeah. on him again. Yeah. This time, Steve yeah. Blackman does the big fall. Hey. How about that? Oh. Yeah. There's not but they both of, fall there's... off the same thing and onto each other onto the <laughs> same. Yeah, no. <laughs> There's not a lot of precedence for understanding what Shane would do. Exactly. Is there? Yeah. Oh, there's and he's kind thing. of the outsider, isn't he? There's Raw Underground. There, oh, yeah, okay. the entire thing right. would be yeah, it'll be raw underground. Yeah, He'd just right. be interrupting, going, hey, 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 yeah. hey, hey, hey. He'd be the MC, and he'd be like, "Well, stop this fight." Okay, now you go and you go. Yeah, be th- three hours. More dancing, girl. We need more yeah. dancing girls. Yeah, more club music. Yeah, I think. I mean, with Triple H, I'll just I'll throw my answers out there. I think with Triple H. The idea of folding all the shows together is kind of an interesting one. I, I mean, I've often thought about, okay, we just, we just need to get rid of the damn brand split because champions just aren't iconic anymore. But uh, but I don't know any, there's any there, that there's any evidence that he would go that direction. I think that Triple H would probably view Raw and SmackDown as the place for big attractions. He might actually go and actually think of Raw as, okay, this is where the big attractions are. This is where they stay. SmackDown, this is where wrestlers are. This is where they stay. Um, I just think that Triple H would probably bring, you would see guys like Adam Cole get moved up to main roster. You'd see, I think the one thing that he would probably work to do, and this is pro- this would probably be his number one priority, even though he'd probably never really spell it out. But given how diplomatic he has to be with all these questions about Vince's insane like practices, he probably understands that w- he'd want WWE to be the place once again where all wrestlers want to be. And so he'd make sure that guys like Adam Cole are treated in the best possible way. Because let's be honest, most wrestlers coming up these days look more like Adam Cole than they do Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. And so that's why AEW is able to have their amount of success because they take guys that look like Adam Cole and they treat them like they're something special. And I think that that's what's kind of lacking in WWE these days is that Finn Balor has some amount of success on main roster and then boom, he's kicked down to NXT where he can shine, but he's on NXT. It's the pissant brand. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's my favorite brand, but it is the pissant brand because they don't treat it like a true brand. And so I think that you would probably see more of the Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole type have much more success um, on main roster, just in general, be treated better. He'd probably allow some amount of like third party, you know, uh, the, like the, the Twitch streaming, stuff like that. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Which kind of matters to people just from a perception point of view because the WWE's not really losing any money by letting people just stream on Twitch. It's kind of silly. But from a perception standpoint, it's terrible. Yeah. And so... I just think that if you were to to create an atmosphere where guys from AEW would their loyalties would maybe loosen a little bit if they knew, wow, they're doing some killer storytelling over there in WWE, and they're all guys that and and girls that look like us, and you know we our types can succeed. The smaller wrestler, the more athletic wrestler can succeed over there on the biggest stage because, I mean, let's be honest. Pretty much everybody in the wrestling business grew up thinking, man, I kind of really want to be in WWE. And along the way, that might have changed, but uh, get based off of, you know, uh, the last five years of, of, of creative. But I think that that would be one of Triple H's main priority. He's already been the, the point guy for people like Ronda Rousey saying, hey, and by, you know, the accounts that we heard about with Dave Meltzer, the Young Bucks were given an insane amount of creative control and they still opted to go to AEW and do their own thing. Um so I think he would just try to make it competitively speaking. Okay, you know you're going to get more money and you'll get the kind of creative that you're going to want over here. A guy like Darby Allen. Okay, we're right. not going to completely rebrand you. We're not going to shove you on 205 on Friday nights after SmackDown. You're going to have a shot at the Universal Ch- Championship. Um, I mean, Darby Allen's kind of an extreme example. No, it's a great example. He's, he's, a, he's a perfect example because you think about the kind of uh, freedom he's being given over in AEW. He's allowed to go out and make the matches he wants to make, pr- portray himself the way he wants to be, you know, he wants to be portrayed. And you've got him actually producing matches like the cinematic one with Sting mm-hmm. and Cage and all of that. And he's putting out the product he wants to put out. There's no way they would give him that kind of creative freedom in WWE, even if they gave him some freedom. Yeah, so he's yeah. absolutely showcasing. Hey, we'll take a guy as small as Darby if he's talented and's got the brain for the business. We're gonna let him shine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and there's no, it's nowhere near that in WWE. And actually, it's funny that you say that the Triple H would be okay with that. He might be 
but not everybody that's on his immediate staff is on board. You've heard, we've heard road dogs say, yeah, Adam Cole's great, but he, you know, if he was the size of carrying cross, then he'd be the universal champion. Yeah. You know? But I also think that road dog was saying that because he knows what the current landscape is sure. not necessarily like, Hey, that's this would be his, his future. Yeah. And he knows where his it, bread is buttered. <laughs> he knows where his bread is buttered, but he also, <laughs> you know, he also knows Vince would love this guy if he were six, if five. he was well, six, Vince right. wasn't there. Triple H would probably have him in the Universal uh, yep. Championship position, yep. Yep. maybe. But then I maybe. think that Triple H also understands the importance of the attraction. I think Larson, he does. What do you I think? think he does. And I think uh, we've heard Triple H say, you know, compare Raw and SmackDown to top 40 music, whereas NXT is kind of like the underground punk band, if you will. The good and, stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so even <laughs> if uh, if Triple H took charge, yeah, you, you, might, you might have NXT be like the Green Day that punk band that used to be in the underground, maybe getting in the top 40. But still, I think you're going to have a delineation between, to a degree, main roster and NXT, just from a stylistic perspective, because um, it gives something for everybody. Variety, you, know, yeah. you mentioned you got the attractions on Raw, you got like the wrestler wrestlers on SmackDown, and then on NXT, you have this kind of very, kind of uh, uh, more like WB's version of indie wrestling, like PWG, mm -hmm. if you will. Mm hmm um, what I think would be kind of consistent across the board would be kind of the hallmarks of NXT from a storytelling perspective. They create this world with its own rules. They follow those rules. That's something, especially on Raw, that doesn't exist. Right. Like from a logical perspective, sometimes segment to segment, you're scratching your head wondering, why is this character doing this? Because it makes no sense from a, a, a character perspective in terms of their motivations. I think that would be far more consistent if Triple H was running things. Where's the rest of my answers? There it is. Um, my pen blew up. And uh, also, we get a lot more chain link fence. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah in yes. terms of the branding, in terms of the uh, the architecture of the sets. More just more metal, metal type more stuff metal. overall. More yeah. metal. Shiny backgrounds. Uh, just more metal. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about Raw Underground of Shane. We're to take over. I'm also hoping... Uh, we'd have Mean Street Posse be the GMs of Raw, yeah. SmackDown, NXT, respectively. Idea. Bring back Mean Street Posse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, with Shane involved? I don't know. Who was it? Goddamn. Who was it that said? Well, I don't know. I forget, so I'm not even going to mention it. But, right. um, but yeah, I don't Shane, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, Shane's know. in charge. The official official wardrobe of WWE, Jordan's. I feel like oh, everyone's yeah, in yeah. I feel like Shane, I, I don't know. I don't even know if Shane would take that job if they're like, hey, do you want head of creative? I, I, I don't know that he'd take. I feel like Raw Underground was like sort of a thing where he came in and was like, hey, you know what me and my college buddies used to do? And then he described <laughs> Raw Underground. And like it was probably just a brainstorm meeting. And then Vince is like, yeah. you know, it's like he was like the the, the Roman in uh, in succession. He was like, okay, Roman, let's try that. And then it's just like this clusterfuck of like dancing girls and weird music. And am I crazy to coke. think that it, it wasn't a bad idea in theory? No, it was a good it's, idea in theory. It yeah. was actually a really cool idea in theory. An execution it just on any yeah, of it. No, should have had a title. They even tried to make it like that shoot fight underground stuff by bringing uh, Ruas in there and mm -hmm. Dabakato and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Well, it, was it was kind of like sport. a real life Mortal Kombat in it a way. It was just it was just blood sport. You want to see it yeah. done well? It's blood sport. Yeah, yeah. and you yeah. know that's and but it's done the WWE way and it looks like shit. Yeah. Uh, yep. Our next question from a debuting Matt Chatter, Benny Omega. Ah, Let's see what Benny Omega brother. has to say. Long lost brother, Kenny yeah. and Lenny. Hey, friendos, Benny Omega here. Now, The Fiend as a character in the WWE can't last forever. So how would you book the end of The Fiend as a character? What would its last match be, last feud? Thank you. 
Thank you, Benny Omega. Thank you, Benny uh, Omega. Ian, what do you say? Book the end of the fiend in WWE. Book the end of the fiend. Okay, so this is for me. This is a bit of a passion project. Uh, we we dissected that cinematic match the fiend had last year at WrestleMania. Oh, Dis- brilliant. Brilliant. It. it was brilliant. Uh, it was absolutely amazing. And I think actually our dissection of it's up on YouTube right now. You can find the whole thing over on YouTube right now. Really, it's a free I was really, bonus episode preview. Yeah, really, really proud of that. And I've been a I've been a really big fan of Bray Wyatt's since he debuted with the the Eater of Worlds, a swamp character. And I love the, the way that he's kind of almost despite WWE's best attempts at sabotaging the character over and over and over again, sabotaging him over and over and over again. He keeps coming up with ideas and ways to just keep resuscitating himself. Uh, at this point, though, it feels like they've kind of reached a point with The Fiend where a lot of the best ideas for The Fiend have been squandered, have been, they've tried to use him. Um, a lot of the ways that you could have kind of the fall of The Fiend have been used. You know, someone's invaded the Firefly Funhouse. I think Seth Rollins got in there. Um, Braun Rand got Gordon, in there. Braun got in there, right. Braun got in there, too. Um, you know, Randy Orton now has lit him on fire and brought him back, and he still can't get his damn revenge on Randy Orton because Alexa Bliss turns on him because somehow he, that's a blind spot for him. So I just had this idea that going forward, there's this almost like Marvel Endgame kind of thing where the Fiend is just absolutely unleashed now that, now that uh, Alexa's turned on him. Uh, the fiend being that the fiend is at least in the way that Bray's trying to tell the story, his pent up rage and everything that's happened to him as a character. And by extension, metaphorically him as a wrestler and being booked by WWE, this is kind of the final straw. And so the fiend goes on this rampage through the brands, not going after titles because that was always a terrible idea for this kind of character, but it, he goes on a rampage of just taking out, superstars right and left especially people who he still has to get some revenge on um according to what i i recall there's people that he needed to get revenge on that are no longer in wwe uh cm punk uh chris jericho neville uh dean ambrose bo dallas they're all gone now so he can't get revenge on them but he still has issues to take out on um uh new day Mm. Uh, Roman mm. Reigns, Goldberg owes him one. Yeah, I don't think Randy Orton ever really got finished with that. And of course, Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. And as he makes his way through taking all these people out over the next couple of years, it becomes like a reign of terror and everyone's terrified of the fiend. When's he going to strike next? Uh, I'd love to see him, you know, RK bro become something really fun that the fans get behind. Randy almost starts turning face and then ultimately gets taken out, perhaps injured and taken on, off the shelf. Uh, for a few months by Bray and uh, and that that being kind of Bray turning really to the dark side, ultimately leading up to a match at WrestleMania with the one guy, the guy who started the fiend off, the first victim of the fiend, a guy coming back who's the only person who could stand up against the super fiend at this point, and that's Finn Balor returning from NXT to take out to one man who took me out. You know what you've never done, Bray Wyatt? You've <laughs> never taken out the demon. 
Fiend <laughs> versus it, Demon at WrestleMania for all the marbles. The, but the Fiend wears the Sister Abigail Moo that he they were almost going to do there at uh, at TLC. No, yeah, that's one aspect that I, I kind of feel <laughs> but, like Vince. But Pumpkin Balor, right? Pumpkin might, Demon. Yeah, sure. against, Pumpkin, against Balor. Pumpkin Balor. Yeah. Pumpkin Balor and uh, and cross dressing Fiend. No, right. damn, no, damn. Yeah. And then, uh, but then at the end of the match, uh, John Cena covered in black oil pops up through the uh, through the oh, ring to pull Bray down into the ring and absolve him of all his sins. And then he comes back as this redeemer character now he's a good guy funhouse bray is now here just to to take you know to make bad guys see the error of their ways and then ultimately can turn evil again in the distant future find the fiend mask like hiding back back in the back somewhere like thanos's glove i'm going off on this someone else please take over for me all right, I, all right i could i i, I want to do all the crazy crazy supernatural booking that would make cornet want to hang me all right, so I like I like a lot of the sort of end game stuff that you're talking about. I'm going to do this though. I'll keep it kind of simple. It'll be uh, a Firefly Funhouse match, but with Vince, and it's going to be Vince's retirement match. It'll be with Vince. Vince officially has his exit plan, and it turns out that the Fiend's goal the entire time, and you can totally trace this, is that he's been trying to fix the WWE, and so the final boss for that because everybody the Fiend fights gets better you get prince devitt back you get uh john cena gone uh and so and so like daniel bryan transform alexa bliss all of a sudden is way cooler so everybody that he touches just gets better Except and that's so. that's what yeah and that's what's been his his mo the whole time and so uh once vince is done away with and vince on screen gets disappeared like john cena did uh, once that happens, there's no longer a need for the fiend, and you get this pure. Uh, 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 what's his his shoot name is uh, uh, Rotunda Wyndham Husky Rotunda. Harris. Wyndham Rotunda. Husky Harrison. Oh, so yeah, yeah Husky Harris. <laughs> uh, so you just get like Wyndham Rotunda, and it's just him, and he's like a family man, and he can like walk off into the sunset with his family. And he's Clint Eastwood been... on the front porch. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so Vince is Vince is gone. His job is done. The fiend is is has no reason to exist anymore. Um, in fact, maybe the fiend will be the gatekeeper for you know the negative zone where Vince resides now. Um, and so uh, and so yeah, it's just a, it's a way to write Vince off of TV. I think the fiend is the perfect thing to do that. Oh, That's that good. is fantastic. That's really good. My idea is terrible. Uh, so we have some sort of Firefly Funhouse situation. Maybe it's set up for Orton. They finally go, come full circle with that storyline three four years down the line. Still with Orton. Yeah, why not? Burn, burn him alive. Burn him alive. <laughs> and so it's a Firefly Funhouse situation. Mind games back and forth, because Orton's probably one of the few people in WB that could, could dole out the mind games as well as Bray can. Uh, and uh, at a certain point in this Firefly Funhouse match, I'm just making this up on the spot right now, uh, he's face-to-face like a mirror situation with Husky Harris. Mm. And it's like him coming to grips with the failed uh, launch of his whole career. And then out of that mirror comes Goldberg. Spears him. <laughs> And once and once and once and once that spear happens, because we've learned that that Bray's weakness, the Fiend's weakness, for sure, is Bill Goldberg. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. 
for your words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. It's Goldberg. It's or Goldberg. Spear, because Roman yeah. got him with that too, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. So, so uh, 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 Goldberg spears him. He hits the floor, just disappears like Cena does. It's completely confusing, totally <laughs> underwhelming, completely fitting with what WWE would probably approach uh, how to end the Fiend. And it's, that's bad. It's a terrible idea. It's that's good. just too it's, accurate to what's probably going to happen. Yeah, that's more probable than anything. Having, the, having, having Goldberg in the mirror, kind of like Warrior. Yeah, He's yeah in the exactly. Have Zabisco on commentary just for All that. right, Nick, you're up. How would you book the end of Le Fiend? Well, it, it's, it kind of it sucks going last sometimes because Ian kind of stole mine. Uh, I definitely ultimately end uh, with the demon being the one to put away the fiend. You know, who can be the bigger supernatural figure? Um, I do think there is something where you could have... I think they've... I, I feel like in a way they might have started this process already with what they did at Mania with Alexa Bliss and how now they've made everything that Bray did leading up to Alexa joining completely irrelevant because, oh, it wasn't Bray, it was this stupid doll, because that makes sense, right? So I feel like they might be already in the process of trying to wind him down anyway. So I'm wondering, uh, yes, do I ultimately think it would be badass as hell if we could have the demon versus the fiend because the demon's never lost, the demon still continues to win, he is the one that ultimately has to be Con or uh, conjured to be able to uh, take out the fiend, but uh, yeah, I, I I definitely like that idea the best. I don't know. I love the Vince thing too, man. By the way, yeah, so I that, love that, the that would be thing too. That would be super. Fun I came up with that shit on the spot. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Much better. Than I came up on the spot. Mine was trash. Uh, anyways, we got the next question from Maxter of Puppets. Let's see what Maxter nice. of Puppets has. To mm. say. Hey, friendles, Maxter of Puppets here, uh, aka Max Rory. This is my first match chat question. I uh, just wanted to ask you guys, uh, in one of you guys' NXT reviews, you guys said that um, LA Knight is a good supportive character. Uh, but I feel like once he gets to main roster, he's probably going to get pushed to the moon. I feel like Vince is going to fall in love with him because the similarities to The Rock and everything. Uh, how do you guys feel like his main roster is going to go? Uh, and do you guys think they're going to change his name? All right, thank you, guys. Thank you, Maxter Puppets. Oh, you, yeah, Maxter. yeah, dummy. Oh, L.A. Knight. Oh, what's he going to do on main roster, dummy? Ah, uh, yeah. Here's the deal. Basically, he's Elias territory. That's a ceiling. You look at Elias, you look at L.A. Knight. That's a ceiling. That's all he can do on main roster. No better than that. No singles titles, maybe a tag title reign. But definitely not 24-7 either. He's not going to go down that low, dummy. And that's not an insult. It's just a fact of life. Yeah, he's basically Elias. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I... He's one mistake from being EC3 2.0. EC3 on the main roster seemed like a slam dunk. A slam dunk. A slam dude. dunk. He somehow slam pissed dunk. Vince off, and out the door he went. EC3 was the most slam dunk uh, yeah. of all the like NXT call-ups in the last like three years for main roster success. I'm not for saying main the best roster, wrestler. Yeah. For main roster success, and it didn't happen. So if LA Knight, if Eli Drake uh, goes up to main and just does something that mm -hmm. Vince doesn't like, mm -hmm. he's in the doghouse, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. That's my worry. Um, but realistically, yeah, like a decent mid Carter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of you know, he might, good he might get a yeah. whiff at 
the IC or US title. Yeah. He might like, yeah. you know, sniff it, have a couple title matches. Yeah, maybe. I don't think he'll win it. Maybe they'll say, hey, let's see what he can do with the title. Won't do anything. Maybe he'll be a transitional champion, you know? Yeah, he, he, he can aspire <laughs> to do that. Uh, let's the transitional, see. Uh, the transitional US champ. Nick, what do you say? Uh, I think he could be bigger. I think he's got the chops, and it's really all about the gimmick and the name. Uh, he's, you, you know, Eli Drake's been around for a while. We know what he's capable of. We know he can work. We know he's got good mic chops. A repackaging of the guy overnight, you know, could completely change his perception uh, on the main roster. I think we could see him in upper mid card, uh, if not down the road, getting to some some bigger titles, uh, going for the universal. You know, once we get past whatever, however long this Roman Reigns title reign is going to be. Uh, I do see something where he could be much bigger because we we haven't really had uh, I'm, try, I'm trying to think we haven't really had any good like solid white meat baby faces at the top of the card uh, Drew McIntyre aside uh, for for a while and they, that was what was so refreshing about Drew is that oh my God finally we have we have something at the top again that's like we can get behind uh, yeah because after what they did to Kofi we all kind of lost hope right and then Drew came up. So I'm looking at LA Knight going and and Austin Theory for that matter, both of those guys going, they're kind of prototypes. Like that's kind of exactly what we want. Just give them a better package, better names, and they could perform. So I I think the sky's the limit. I'm I'm optimistic about him. Whether or not Vince gets behind him or not, that's always the question. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the big I'm, question. I'm sorry. A better name than LA Knight? Are you kidding me? That, <laughs> that name is that's like top tier. That's like S tier right there, man. You're crazy. I know. You want a better name than Austin Theory? Oh. Austin Theory's a great name. I know. Austin it's Theory, a by the way. Name. If they are able to to get his creative as well as they have on NXT, oh. he is going to be a WrestleMania main eventer. Sky's that's, limit. That's, that that's is, the sky is the limit on Austin Theory. We've been calling him Blue Chip since he was in Evolve, man. That yep. guy is... Mm-hmm. That I, guy I heard is great made, things about him, and then when they first debuted him in, in, in WWE, I was like, I don't really see it. But then lately... Yeah, they bungled see, it a little bit. To see what he could do lately, I was like, okay. Yeah, right. What a perspective. It's great. What he's a got hard comedy. He's got left seriousness. He can, he's got aggression. He's mm-hmm. got all of that stuff. Yeah. The physique... The look, what a hard left turn he took, though, going from being kind of like the next John Cena, you know, trajectory Mm -hmm. to he's a complete comedy goofball. What a bizarre turn. But that's actually, unfortunately, I think the the, kind of the same thing might happen with L.A. Knight. You're talking about a guy. Let me talk at you as a guy who's got mic chops. You know, obviously a very specific cadence in his way of speaking, which yeah, I think, he's the like, rock. It's, <laughs> he's it's the just... rock meets 1980 NWA promos like he's yeah. he's got yeah. a very specific cadence um, and it's kind of fun. But it's also, I think, ultimately possibly going to be limiting to him. Mm-hmm. And once you get him on the main roster, um, it's going to be too easy to be what I think is his ultimate uh, demise. You said Elias. Yeah. Mid card. Good hand possibly at some point does a comedy angle. And that after that, he gets pigeonholed and being a comedy guy and he's doing dancing segments for, you know, two weeks after that. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that's the ceiling I see for him. Uh, Elias was a great call. Um, mid, mid, mid range, good hand, have fun being the next Alexander Kozlov. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see our favorite Matt chatter. Christopher Rappersod has a question. Let's see what Christopher has to say. Hello, Steven Larson coming at you from, the pyramid in Las Vegas, Nevada. So my question is, what celebrity would you like to see join WWE to have a match with a Pacific superstar or a tag team? Let me know, guys. Coming from Las Vegas. Bye. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Larson. What celeb do you want to see join the WWE? Can't say Bad Bunny because he already did it and he was awesome. Yeah, he was awesome. I want to see LeBron James. 
when he oh, stops wow. playing basketball, have LeBron, have a tag match with John Cena. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a huge Ooh. WrestleMania uh, great. Uh, match right there. Uh, they'll probably take on The Miz and, and maybe Morrison because The Miz is like top celebrity guy now. Maybe they'll mm-hmm. do Miz and Braun Strowman because Braun Strowman's kind of in celebrity uh, oh, uh, yeah. wrestler territory as yeah. well. Uh, that's a pretty formidable team for LeBron and Cena to take on. Uh, you know, LeBron, I think he's a wrestling fan. I think he'd have respect for for the industry. Um, I, 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 he's a great athlete. I think he put in the work to go out there and put on a good show. Uh, I think it'd be awesome if 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 we got to see LeBron in a WWE ring. I think it'd be great. I'd love that. That'd be great. 100%. Uh, Nick, what do you say? Give me a celeb you want to see join WWE. So for for some reason, I'm hung up on having John Oliver call commentary in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know the second half of the question That's was good. which superstar or tag team nice. would they face, but hang on, I, I I think if I can if I can forego that second half, I think having John Oliver calling commentary, uh, just making fun of everybody and That's just brilliant. being a really brilliant. Creating these puns and references like he does on his show on HBO, uh, I think he'd be amazing to have on commentary. That would be mine. Uh, for like athletes, there's there's a whole list you could have. Uh, come on and, and and participate in the ring in a certain way. WWE is chock full of failed football players, so mm-hmm. we're getting ready to have the draft is tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Night mm-hmm. one of the draft is happening tonight. Who doesn't make the draft in six weeks, right? <laughs> right. Be right. on the lookout for those big because it's an offensive lineman full draft this year. So you're gonna have some 300 pounders that don't get drafted this year. Be on the lookout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Ian, let's hear it. What celeb do you want to see in the WWE? You know, I went. I was gonna take the easy way out and say Conor McGregor in a squash match against Braun Strowman, but that just seemed like it was just kind of yeah, fait accompli at this point. Um, all uh, in all seriousness, I would love to see Charlie's Throne come in and have some sort of angle with uh, Charlotte Flair. But then I thought, let's have a little fun with this, and let's have. Jason Momoa come oh, in for good. some twin magic with Roman Reigns, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, Ro- yeah, Roman good. Reigns, yeah. you know, he 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 might lose a match. Daniel Bryan's got him. He's got him in the yes lock. But then out from underneath the ring comes Jason Momoa to break things up. Little twin magic, little shuffling of the deck. That's the one I want to see. That's good. I like that. That's good. That's but good. I think I have everybody beat here. Oh. I want to see. I want to see Matthew McConaughey manage Cameron Grimes. Oh, that's good. How <laughs> awesome would that be? That's and good. you get him in the Colonel Parker outfit, where he's got like the white suit and like the white cowboy hat. That'd be amazing. No, how wear the just, orange one he wears the University of Texas uh, basketball games. They're there just driving go. around in Buicks together, and, just like and him and Grimes do the mm-hmm, yeah. yeah thing from Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Oh, dude. That'd be so much money. That, oh, I like the God. I like the Momoa Reigns though. That's good. Uh, what was Roscoe P. Colt? No, uh, Boss Hogs. Boss Duke Hog, Hadley. yeah. His yeah. big, huge convertible Cadillac. They're just oh driving God. that around everywhere. McConaughey yeah. you got, you would got, eat that up. Uh, <laughs> McCon- okay, so McConaughey, Grimes, pull up in a Buick. They yeah. open the doors. Massive clouds of smoke pour out, mm-hmm. and the two of them yeah. and Matt Riddle get out of this car yeah. <laughs> and head in and just demolish catering. That's great. That would be an amazing angle. That's I'm great. all for it. I'd love it. (laughs) All right. Uh, All right. right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Speaking of getting high, we got Church Jackson here. He's he's very open about that. Uh, (laughs) Let's see what he has to say. It's Church Jackson here, a.k.a. Ha Ha Jackson, a.k.a. Sorry I'm Baked. You guys, you can just call me Church from now on. It's okay. I promise. Also, from now on, I should be known as the Going In Raw Historian because I know everything. Well, I'm leaving you guys with this question. Uh, they're doing the A&E biographies and all the great wrestlers. Uh, 
why don't you give me one or two guys that you would love to see huge, huge deep dives uh, on that can't be called Sid. All right, that's it for this month. Uh, too sweet. What am I doing? Uh, too sweet. Hearty handshake. Uh, and, and Larson, stop stealing belts. Thank you, Church. Thank you, Church. Appreciate the question. Nick, what do you say? A&E biography on what wrestlers? There's only one that comes to mind for me, and his name is Alan Ray Sarvin, better known as Al Snow. Oh, oh. interesting pick. Okay. I would love to see one on Al Snow that documents his journey through wrestling because uh, it, is, it is, from what I understand, it is a journey. Mm -hmm. uh, and just the whole rise... Amidst the gr some of the greatest wrestlers we've ever seen in WWE, somehow this guy is one of the most over people in the company coming out slinging a mannequin head up in the air that has head written on it, or help me written on it. Mm -hmm. What do we want? Right. Head! You know, yeah. mm -hmm. Amongst The Rock and Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, like this guy is one of the most over people in the company, hysterically. I would love to see one on Al Snow. That good would be one. mine. That's, That's a good. really good answer. Good. Ian, what do you say? What do you want to see? I had such, I have such a long list here. I want to see so many guys get, I mean, everyone from, and it's not even like underground, but like, I'd love to see one on like El Santo and Blue Demon and, you know, Ooh. or, or Vern Gagne, Pedro Morales, Harley Race. Um, I think my big one though is going to be Junkyard Dog. Oh, yeah. That's, that's you know, you talk about guys who are unsung, kind of like Allah and Al Snow, a guy who was Jesus mid South. You talk about a hot angle, him and DB, him and DiBiase, yep. uh, him and Butch Reed, hot as hell. He goes to WWE and he's a mid Carter at best, um, you know, and then just never quite gets his footing after that and, and passes away an untimely death. Like it's a it's a really cool, interesting story, and he's also one of the you know big first African American stars. Uh, I think that'd be really awesome. I'd love to see something done with him because Lord knows WWE hasn't really done anything with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, okay, my turn. Uh, I'm going to yeah. go with it because I don't... So I have like a book about them, but I haven't like read it yet. But the people who basically made wrestling into what it is today, the Gold Dust Trio. So mm -hmm. Ed Lewis, Billy Sandow, and Toots Mont. Ooh, like this fantastic. The story of like them creating the idea of finishes, of false finishes, of, hey, let's, 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 let's not have them shoot. Let's just fix these matches and just have right. them do moves and stuff and act like they're like that to me is yeah. a, is a story that is just dying to be told. Mm -hmm. um, I would love, love a documentary of any type on the gold dust trio. Also uh, Fritz von Eric, because his parenting skills seem suspect at best. <laughs> and I, I really want somebody to dive into that. I'm yeah. sorry, but like that just, it was like, man, that's fucked up. So yeah, how oh many my. did he lose? Good Lord. Oh, I know. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know if you can, you can't like blame him, but at the same time, like there is, I think there's a fascinating question as to, you know, what it is to be a parent and bring your kids up in the way he did in pro wrestling, putting them out there and encouraging them to, to, to get that deep into the business and then losing them all. There are just some very interesting questions in, in, in that story that I feel yeah. like, like even in so like you know we've interviewed the the the, the guys from Dark Side of the Ring. They're mm -hmm. they're they're awesome and, and mm -hmm. we love that show and we're gonna bring mm -hmm. them on uh, uh, next week. Um, but like I I do feel like even in that episode, which was a really really interesting look at the Von Erichs, 
nobody's really examined the question of like what the what was this guy thinking <laughs> like yeah. like the, you know these are his boys and and he's just sort of you know making them the the, the wrestling foundation of his company I just think there are some that's an interesting thing that you could look at. And especially if you compared it to other wrestling dynasties or wrestling families, the Guerreros, the, the Hearts, yeah. the Ganyas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah. How did some of them work out so well? Some of them kind of questionable and then some of them just absolute tragedies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just think it's 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 an interesting question is all. Totally. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going to go with some deep cuts here. Uh, first one I got, Ernest the Cat Miller. Three-time <laughs> world karate champion. Yes, yes. <laughs> You're going old uh, with that one. Rising the ranks of WCW. Uh, being in the wrestler opposite Mickey Rourke yeah. um, in the final match. And then finally, uh, uh, Glacier, my favorite character to play as, a WCW versus NWO world tour. Uh, couldn't You couldn't beat me if I was Glacier. That's true. Uh, and, and, you know, he had that short run WCW, did some stuff in the Indies afterwards. He's a trainer now. At the uh, at Nightmare Factory, working with Cody and QT, uh, you know, he, he debuted in WCW with some ballyhoo, with some hype. Didn't really go anywhere, and you know, he's another in a long list of people who seemingly a company has had high hopes in, and it didn't go anywhere. It's interesting to hear that story from that perspective. What did he do after that debut? After he thought, all right, this is my break. This is me. I'm going to be launched to the top now, and it didn't happen. You're going to do the cat and you're going to do Glacier, but you're not going to do Robocop if you're doing WCW <laughs> like that. I've really? seen Robocop one. I know the origin story there. Oh, okay. They should do they should do a biography on Randy the Ram from That's The Wrestler, good. like a That's fake good. biography like, on just him. That would be yeah. awesome. Because it'd be, it'd be fun to, like, I don't know, make up the whatever federation he was a part of in that alternate timeline. <laughs> what about one on Mantor? Yeah, yeah, oh. exactly. Yeah, examine his past. What's do it all in kayfabe, though. All in kayfabe. Yeah. How, yeah, why did, why did he... Keep the kayfabe. Yeah, it all <laughs> has to be in kayfabe. Why did right. he co-star in Time Bandits with Sean Connery? Like, go. I want to know. Yeah. There you go. Honestly, there, you go. there should be more in kayfabe biographies. To be How honest. did he enjoy working on the Harry Potter movies? You know, yeah. <laughs> all kinds yeah, exactly. of good stuff in there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, good answers all. Let's uh, hit up Dirty Rich now for a question. Let's see what he has to say. Good morning, friendos. I'm going to keep this brief because it's 6 a.m. here in the east coast getting ready to donate plasma before going to work so very simple steven larson and this month's guests just book your favorite all-time fatal four-way uh you can go in the past and talk about one that you've seen or you can book your own either way your choice have fun with it too sweet thank you dirty rich thank you dirty All rich right. Ian, your book your favorite all-time favorite four-way match. This is going to be a different match depending on what day I wake up. I mean, there's there's some days I'm going to wake up. I'm a big fan of ladder matches. They're my favorite type of match, so automatically it's going to be a fatal four-way ladder match. Automatically. It's just a matter of who's going to be in it. Today I woke up. It, today it's going to be AJ Styles, Will Ospreay, Ricochet, and Eddie Guerrero Oof. in a ladder match. Uh but tomorrow I could wake up and it could be Necro Butcher, Nick Gage, Loki, and New Jack Oof. in a someone might die match. Someone's going to die match. Oof. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my first one there. Just I want to see a bunch of dudes doing insane, flippy, flying around things with a bunch of ladders, and uh, I'm gonna take them all all four of them in their primes, so like Ricochet and Will Osprey, circa 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm. AJ from like. 2011 and then uh, Eddie of course from like 2002 Good. what a great Good. answer right there Good. well I'm actually going to steal because this is what I have written down but it's a someone might die match but in my, my participants <laughs> is Bruiser Brody Necro Butcher Mr. Pogo 
and Nick Cage, Nick Gage, Nick Cage, Nick Gage, <laughs> Nick Cage as Nick Gage. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. There it's you really go. it's for Nick Cage's and there and he's playing all these different characters here. I'm happy you said for Nick Cage's because in my match, I had another idea. But seeing Cody behind there behind Ian, we're going to have oh. the four faces of Cody match. Oh, You're going to have it. Stardust versus Dashing Cody Rhodes versus mm. American Nightmare versus Bullet Club Cody. Mm-hmm. Where he just has the Bullet Club logo <laughs> on his boots, but otherwise he's basically not a member of Bullet Club. Um, that's, that's what really I want to see for Top Cody. Uh, Cody goes over. That's a guarantee. I guarantee you, he's pitched that idea too. He has pitched that idea. Definitely, the company's going to go broke from the amount of pyro from the entrances alone. You got that right. Listen, Listen, the Nick, entire pay- three-hour pay-per-view is Cody's entrances. Yes, <laughs> Tony. I'm telling you, Tony. Let's do this. We we can do the cinematics with CGI. With what? CGI. <laughs> Uh, uh, Nick, who do you got? Uh, I, I'm, I'm still blown away with the four faces of Cody. That's, that's <laughs> really mind yeah, messing with one. my mind right now that, of how good that would be uh, and how good the fireworks show would be. Better than any 4th of July fireworks show I think I've ever seen. Um, so I'm, I'm with Ian here. I, we're both ladder match fiends. Like We, we love anything that's ladder matches. But I, here's what I'll do. I'll one-up it with tag teams. Ooh. All right, I'll take it up ah. with a four-way tag team match. Four-way tag team ladder match. And we'll go Road Warriors Ooh. versus New Day mm. versus uh, Gargano and Champa Ooh. versus AOP. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. so NXT guys with Road with Warriors. With Road Warriors. <laughs> oh, <that's it. laughs> NXT guys with Road Warriors. <laughs> Listen, I can very easily – we've seen most of those before. We've seen the Dudleys and Edge and Christian – and uh, and the oh god I'm I'm blanking right now. We've seen those TLC matches before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the Hardy, excuse Hardys, me. Hardys, yeah. Um, but like, so I can't really call those out. Of course, they're they're amazing, legendary matches. But I, I'm trying to think of ones like recent memory. Who are the favorite tag teams, and then one legend team. Mm-hmm. That's where my head went. That's good. No, that's good. good. I was that's also good. thinking like I I want to see uh, the Artist Collective, Sammy uh, Sammy Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and then Daniel Bryan. Like I just want to see that. That sounds Uh, like it's amazing. I'll I'll say what about the uh, what about a four pillars of heaven fatal four way, Uh, Kobashi Misawa Tawe Mm. and Kawada. There you go. Fatal four way match. I had another answer here. Is all uh, former Bullet Club leaders Finn versus AJ versus Kenny versus Jay White. That's a good one. I like it. Not evil. Evil and Kenta are outside just (laughs) messing around with uh, with uh, Dick Togo Togo. and yeah Gato. Messing around with Dick is is a weird thing coming out of here. Hey now. now. All right, we got one more question here from Dan Laudato. Uh, Let's see what he has to say. You are listening to Wrestling Muse Meow. Rumor has it that Peacock is unhappy with the ratings for 205 Live. Viscous Man is considering replacing it with a new show called WWE Hard Style. It would feature matches fought in a more aggressive menor. He likes it because it would build monsters. But it will also feature cruiserweights that would become more believable than chopping down bigger competitors. My match act question is, what's your elevator pitch to Viscous Man for a new one hour show to replace 205 Live? That feature developmental talent. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate the question. All right, this is really easy. It's called Walter's Follies, and it's Walter and his wrestling class and Imperium, and they're just watching Botchamania. Oh, that's, that's good. And the, he's it's just sitting him with popcorn. <laughs> oh, this is so funny. Look at this part. Oh, this is great. Look at this. Oh, look. Ah, he fell. 
Did you see that? He fell. It's Walter's Follies. That's good. I'm I don't have hearing Arnold. Walter and Arnold, yeah. It's, it's They're the same You're going to get yeah. in started. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's gosh. me and, Ru- that's that's me and like, Rusev. You yeah. pepper in a little bit of Werner Herzog there, too. Look at these. <laughs> look at all of these competitors. They're on the screen. I'm sorry. I had to stop the interview. I've been shot. It's wonderful. Yes. And then you should put a bear in there to symbolize nature versus man. There you go. All right, who's next? Oh, who's next? I think it's me. Larson, give us I'm another out. show. So I don't have oh. a name, but essentially it's it's American or it's Ninja Warrior, but with wrestlers. <laughs> so it's a competition show. So every 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 episode, a new prospective WWE superstar has to wrestle in a gauntlet match, and if they win the gauntlet, they get a contract. Oh wow! Um, and at the end of the year, if nobody wins, and it's like with each a uh, 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 new person in the gauntlet matches you know like the, their power rankings are higher they're stronger competitors mm-hmm. um, like the you know, first round you might face Cody Reeves all right you get that win um, but you know progressively up the card you go as is the competitors uh, you know uh, go on so if you don't win your match uh, you get a, you get like a last chance where they'll have I don't know say if you get to the the final round whoever gets to the final competitor you dump all those people in a ring you have a match. Who wins that match? They get the contract. I hope you literally dump them in a ring too. It's like they had some sort of shoot that you like take the cannons from out. the pirate ship on the WrestleMania stage. Yeah. Propel Boom. them. It's the old from meat grinder the... from you can't do that on television. Mm-hmm. On yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, come out, come out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the name of this show? I had to come up with a name. Uh, <laughs> there Ameri- is no name to this show. How wrestler. great would that be? If there's no name to it. They're like the wrestle hey. show. You watching that thing that they do on Friday night after SmackDown? So you want to be a wrestler. Yeah, it's awesome. What <laughs> is it called? Go. There's no name to it. It's just all of a sudden there's a ring and a bunch of wrestlers start falling into it. And they go, we don't even know the rules. Nobody explains anything. That's actually, that would be my answer. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Nick, what's your answer on this one? So mine is a combination of a lot of things that I love. Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying Masked Singer. So I'm only going to, since it's 205 Live. <laughs> no. We're gonna have to have people wear masks so that there's no um, uh, there's no picking no out bias. Yeah, or no, no bias, bias yeah. right? Uh, but then we're going to feature hardcore scenarios such as in CZW in Combat Zone, uh, and we're gonna set it in the tone of Running Man. So uh, oh, you you were talking about going through gauntlets. So we're gonna yeah. have guys in masks, uh, little two of five live guys that have to face giant, big, three hundred plus pounders uh, wrestlers with weapons and light tubes. Wow. Uh, trying to kill them before they get out. And if they make it out, they get to come up the main roster for a title opportunity. Wow. That's awesome. That's, That's great. Jesus. The running, the run, masked running wrestler. I'll That's see good. you in the rating. I'll see you. What do you say? I'll see, see you in the rerun. Yeah, say, re-run. Said, I'll be back only oh, in the rerun. The rerun. That's yeah, what right. Dawson said, yes. What happened to the Brian Kendrick? He had to split. Yeah, I get it, man. I, I like <laughs> he that. He had to split. He had what to was split. It? Rip out your goddamn spine. Go <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> Hagen. Oh, Damn you, Vince. I'm going to put my hand through your stomach and I'll rip out your goddamn spine. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ian, what's your oh, Jesus. Um, I'm going to, I I went completely opposite kind of goofy childish way. I, I went for uh, saved by the ring bell and I, mm. I'm going to do hey. like, uh, like a, um, like a performance center saved by the bell basically. But, but like, I'm taking this serious in the sense that it'd be kind of like a breaking ground meets real oh, world yeah. kind of thing That's at the performance answer. center. So it's, it, it's in a way you're teaching these wrestlers how to perform in dramatic scenes while at the same time recreating their life at the performance center with them training. Is there drama between them and their trainer? Is there drama between people who are being more competitive about how they're training? Who's getting, uh, who's the teacher's pet, right? 
oh, Parker Boudreau, he got uh, some extra reps today. Why is that? Oh, well, he's because he's here on the off hours, you know, kissing up to Drake Wirtz. Oh, Drake Wirtz, that guy, you know, like, and you could get all kinds of <laughs> the weird Q&A inside. Guy? Yeah, the Ugh. QAnon guy, man. You have a whole QAnon episode, a very special episode <laughs> of Saved by the Ring Bell. Uh, <laughs> teach you all about Flat Earth, yay or nay, nay, you're out of here. You're in, come on. Come on. Uh, COVID, never heard of it. Um, so, <laughs> think about the children. Are you thinking about children? Right <laughs> Are you thinking now? about the children? Oh, Are you know? Don't you know what happens when you put a mask on? You kill a child. <laughs> you kill a child. Get out of my class. Get out of my class. Go talk to Matt Bloom. Uh, yeah. So no. And and actually, I'm I'm kind of joking about it, but I'm kind of serious. I would actually like to see that as a way. Like they have WWPC on YouTube right now, showing kind of the real lives mm-hmm. of the people. Like something, some sort of intersectional thing of that, where like you see them get like you know a bad gimmick and have to work through it uh how they uh, how they attack it like how they try different things you know Zia Lee having no real gimmick but then getting this really crazy out there gimmick and how she reacts to it how she's training her like in the mirror at home trying to figure out her facials that kind of thing so mm-hmm. some something between reality and fiction and the day-to-day life at the performance center I think would actually be a really cool show. And I mean that in all seriousness. I think it'd actually yeah, be that a really would be cool. cool. Yeah, that does sound good. Breaking Ground is like one of my favorite yeah, shows. Oh, it's awesome. That was, I'm so bummed out they never they didn't continue it on. Yeah. Except and, when they fired our friend on camera. Fuck them. Yeah, for that doing was bogus. That. that was lame. I do like the idea of turning WWE PC's YouTube channel into more of what they're doing with AEW Dark Elevate, mm-hmm, yeah. where it's kind of showcasing new talent and stuff like that. I mean, it, yeah. it's a shame. WWE, they brag every week about how many more hits that they get than in the Major League Baseball, but. They're not doing anything with it. Mm, you know, they're not yeah, promoting yeah. it. It's on, not good on content. Shows. It's not good content. It's just recaps of shit I've already seen on TV. Yeah. Most of it, you know. Yeah. If yeah. you've so actually watched, missed the TV. opportunity big time for those guys. Mm-hmm. Totally. Absolutely. Totally. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for so much. Uh, coming here today Dude, and hanging out with it. us. Thank you for having us. Congratulations. Do we do we owe you anything for you guys be- beating us at WrestleMania? Uh, we have to like yeah, come on your you show guys, and eat shit or something. You still have those neck tattoos coming, boys. You'll have, oh, are you uh, sending you some, those to us? Yep, you're going to get the, They were supposed to be there by today, but it did not make it in time. Uh, there will be some lovely neck tattoos of uh, our logo with our faces on them for you to oh, wear it sometime in the future on the show. Oh, what a felt terrible, appropriate. I don't know whose yeah. idea that we'll, was. We'll come up with something lovely for next year. Then. All right. Anyway, uh, busted wide open. Go check them out. Go check them out. Thanks, yeah. guys. Link- Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Thanks so much. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.